Hi, this is Blake from the Gig Harbor Fly Shop, and I'm really excited about this episode of the Gig Harbor Fly Cast for two reasons. One, because we are relaunching our podcast, and we have been on a little bit of a hiatus with it for, geez, over a year. And many of you have asked about it. We've seen all the downloads on the previous episodes, and so we've brought it back, and we're really excited about these upcoming episodes. And the second reason is my guest today is my friend Sanfli from Hobosh, Mexico, and he was actually in town. So we got to sit down and have a conversation. It was wide ranging. We talked about all sorts of stuff, but mainly focused around tarpon fishing in the Hobosh, Yucatan Peninsula area. Uh, we also talked about permit a, a little bit as well because both of us absolutely love permit. But before we get started, I want to let you know about a couple things that we have coming up. We recently launched a double haul class. So if you are looking to get more distance out of your cast, throw casts into the wind, maybe get more distance off the beach, we have the class for you. It's a two-hour class. It's only 75 bucks. We have information on our website for you to sign up and check that out. The other thing I want to let you know about is our Fly of the Month Club. Now, you might already be a member of our Fly Month Club because many of you are, and it's really it's really exciting. Every month, we ship flies to our Fly of the Month customers, and we also have a giveaway where we're giving away and raffling off all sorts of really fun, free stuff. But the flies are for that next month of fishing, and we have two different options for you. There's a freshwater option or there's a saltwater option. Some of you even do the combo, and you can get both. But we send an email about the flies with the dirt. We, sh we share where to go, how to fish the flies, I mean, all the information you need to know to be out on the water and be successful throughout the entire year. So check out Fly of the Month, it's on our website and you can sign up on there as well. Now last, we're gonna be talking about Hobosh, Mexico today. So don't forget to go to our website, check out the information on our Hobosh, Mexico trip for 2024. And with that, Let's get to the show. Super excited to have Sanflea with me today on the podcast. And we're just going to have a conversation talking about tarpon, permit. I don't know. We'll talk about some other fun stuff. Uh, maybe just Hobosh in general. And um, yeah, so thanks for joining uh, me today. And thanks for going fishing with me. It's a uh, pleasure. So yeah, I don't think Sanflea will go fishing with me a third time because <laughs> the, I have taken him out twice. And both times... Um, I think the conditions have been less than ideal, and we have not caught a fish. Uh, you did have one fish actually roll on yes. your fly today, so I don't know if that's my fault or your fault that we didn't land one. <laughs> <laughs> that fish used to be out with you, you know, hanging around. Was, that's great. At least we had good pizza. We went to Sebec yeah. Pizza, and, and that uh, so that was awesome. But um, but we'll just dive into it. So. Uh, a lot of people don't know where Hobosh is even located at, and um, and so it's in Mexico. But uh, maybe talk about a little bit about how the how Hobosh is uniquely situated, uh, where it's at. Yeah, Hobosh is like an hour and thirty minutes from Cancun. You know, in the west side of Cancun is the border with uh, our stake in Tanaro and Yucatan. So, but mostly we are in the Gulf of Mexico. But like a 30, min, 30 kilometers or 35, 40 kilometers from Holbosch in the north side is where the Gulf of Mexico and the Caribbean meet. We are located over there. So because it's so close to where the Caribbean and the Gulf of Mexico meet, uh, what does that do with the kind of where it's situated 
How does that impact the fishing? Well, that's, that's very important because we have the both current, the Caribbean current and the Gulf of Mexico current. So when they meet over there, there are lots of uh, uh, food around. That's the reason a lots of big turpin and baby turpins are ripe over there. And now we are very happy because we are finding some permits and some bonefish that we don't see though for a while, you know? Yeah. So w we were in Hobosh just uh, two weeks, three weeks ago, three something weeks like ago, that. And uh, it was really interesting because we were talking with some other people. So uh, one of the cool things about being in, in Hobosh is after fishing, People hang out over at Sand Fleas and have a beer and tell fishing stories and lies. And it's it's a it's just a great way to to uh, to end to, the day. Yeah, it's a great way to end the day. And you meet you meet some other wonderful people because like we bring a group down, but not everyone that's there out fishing is necessarily with our group. Some people just are there on vacation or for whatever reason and and you know, so it's it's just yeah, it's super cool just to, uh, to hang out uh, there. And we, what, one of the things we were talking about with some other Americans, we were kind of lamenting about how different uh, stocks, different fish runs, how they've been in decline. And, uh, you know, the one that most of us are concerned about and think about is with, with salmon and steelhead yeah. and the issues that they have uh, in front of them. And we asked Sanfley after our, this this uh, conversation about steelhead asked him like what he thought about the the fish runs in, around Hobosh and and the health of the fishery and yes and share share with us a little bit about what what you said about what how you feel like the fish are doing oh the fishery is, is getting better every year in Hobosh I didn't see in the I I born over there and raised over there so when I was a kid I was seeing mostly the 100% of the people from Horbosh, they were commercial fishermen. So, but now with all this development that we have in Horbosh, you know, mostly the 60 or 70% of the people, they changed to be eco-tourism guys. So now there are less pressure uh, of netting or, or commercial fishermen, you know, and now start rubbing more, more, more fish. So, that's very good because they help us, you know. Um, but every year, I seeing the the the, the tarpon populations coming, is growing. So it's really surprising because for people that have been going to Hobosh for years, and you grew up there, yeah. uh, Hobosh has changed a lot. And uh, even in just the last five years, it's changed <laughs> a lot with a lot of development and hotels, and and you know they're not like. If you've been to Cancun, we're not talking like these giant, huge, no. you know, but, the, but there's, but it does have an impact when they are, you know, building construction and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so it was a little surprising to hear Sanfley say that, um, you know, to hear you say about that the fishing is getting better every year. The tarpon population numbers are yes. going up because usually when there's development, usually that's really bad for a fishery, yes. but but with development came tourists and the tourists want to go out and go see the whale sharks or go, they want to go see the birds or do whatever. Yes. And so the commercial fishermen transitioned to, to, to tourism because it's better money, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, and I guess if you are a man of the sea and you love being out on the water absolutely. and on a boat, like, being with a bunch of tourists and getting paid more money, you're still getting to be out on the water. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it, maybe that's, uh, maybe that's part of it. Um, one of the interesting, so, okay. So 
Hobosh, in case you missed it, it's just right at the very top of the Yucatan yes. Peninsula. They are the pinnacle of they are the the, the El Jefe, the, El Jefe. The, the king of the Yucatan. Yeah, it's where they go from Mexico. Yeah, whole boys close, but Cabo Catoche. We call the name one place Cabo Catoche okay. or Cape Toche. So it's where the Gulf of Mexico and the Caribbean meet. It's like the same that Florida, you know, in Florida. In the Keys, they have they have the the Gulf of Mexico and the Atlantic. Uh, right. so in, in Mexico, it's different. You know, over there is we have the Gulf of Mexico and the and the Atlantic side or the Caribbean side. Sorry. Yeah. So right. One of the things that I found interesting was we were leaving Hobosh one day. We're running down the beach. Um, we're not running down the beach. We're in a boat in the in the sea and we're going along the beach and uh we passed a we passed a boat that had a a big white sail now yes the the boat was um i mean don't don't think don't imagine that it was like a like a 25 or 40 foot long white sailboat like this was like a very much homemade boat it looked like I mean, it looked like if there was any rough seas, they would be yeah. in trouble. And the sheet was like made from a, a bed sheet. Yeah. And I, I asked him, like, is that a is that a, a Cuba boat? <laughs> yes. And my guide Valentin, he's like, yeah, it's from from the Cubans coming over. And um, how often have you how often do you guys encounter um, like boats and stuff like that that from people kind of leaving Cuba? Very few times. Mostly in, in where we're living, they arrive, but could be like uh i don't know we have like a five in in eight years five years mostly they arrive in Can- in cancun and isla mujeret area and because of the currents the, the way, currents yeah, over the currents there and they are closer it's, more, it's closer yeah. to cuba okay because I, I i think it was last year we were way back in the little mangrove channels yes. and i saw a boat way back yes. up in there I don't want to hide it over. I don't want to be looking for a round over there. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I'm like, oh man, like, you know, I just don't know how the story ended. Right. Like, um, yeah. I mean, how did that, I'm about to come over there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to looking for a round, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) no, but pretty interesting. I guess if you were, uh, if you were in a little sailboat coming from, uh, Cuba and you landed in Hobosh, I mean, a pretty sweet little slice yeah. of heaven you yeah know? that's not, true not, not, not too bad not too bad that's true that's that's awesome well so it's really cool to hear about fish populations going up um one of the things you know a lot of a lot of people that travel and do fishing around the caribbean um you know they're used to seeing places that are you know predominantly bonefish and then sometimes tarpon and then maybe even more rarely permit um but in in Hobosh, it's predominantly tarpon. Yes, and um, and then the irony of all ironies is that on this last trip, I didn't yeah. I didn't even catch a tarpon, and I was lucky enough to catch two permit two but, permits. Yeah, but, and I caught a bonefish. Yep. And so we were we were just talking about this. So with bonefish, um, so historically there used to be bonefish, but then because of commercial fishing, yes, and the pressure on them. Years so, ago, yeah, years ago, I remember in 1993 to 1996 or seven, we have lots of bonefish around over there and permits around too. But you know, the commercial fishermen start netting them for uh, for shark baits in that time. Oh, you know, no. yeah, that's a, sh- a shame. I know, but that's that the real 
the real uh, the real history I saw, you know? Yeah. So, but after that, they quit to catch uh, sharks, but was they were late, just netting and everything, and they stopped to net now, and now the old fish coming back again. And I'm very happy now to find some permits and, and, and bonefish around Holbosch. That's great, that's awesome, because primary, what we fishing for big tarpon, baby tarpon, or snook. Yeah. But if you if we can find now tarpon, sorry, if we can find now permit and um, bonefish, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that that's is awesome. pretty awesome. Well, and so, so Hobosh is known as an as a great tarpon fishery, but uh, but there's the snook. A lot of times that flies under the radar. Like people don't know that there's yeah a lot of snook yeah, and like, there's some big ones too. Yeah, like, there's some nice ones over there. Pretty good size. So yeah, absolutely. Um. So and that that can be a lot of fun. But then the other thing too that I think is like really, you know, a lot that I mean some anglers don't have interest in it, but I think anglers that are new should definitely put this on on the radar is the jack creval yeah jack creval because there's it's i mean down in baja you see a lot of jacks yep but I, but i saw i saw tons in hobosh tons yes. and so that's a little bit more seasonal or just maybe along the beach where you see the schools is seasonal because we saw it, them in the lagoon too yeah yeah the, those that you found in the in in the ocean side yeah they are for season so they arrive in the end of february until the end of April for spawning for over the there. spawn, yeah. But you can see schools of 500, right. 200 of those there, big ones. We must 25, see 200 of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like 25 pounds, 20 pounds. But normally, inside the lagoons, you can find a, a bone, sorry, jacks, jackrabbles. Yeah behind the race you can see the, the tailing like pyramid you know yeah. i say oh those are pyramids but no you're close to the end and you can find those jacks you can find but no big ones mostly like uh eight pounds six pounds but you can find those yeah they, they pull yeah they absolutely pull they fight <laughs> one of the interesting things in the lagoon that, that um that i that i found for me you know so there's a lot of tarpon fishing that happens around the mangroves and that's you know very typical of tarpon habitat like all over the place but you also have this expansive lagoon and i think you described it as the potholes yeah the potholes. there's all of these so you have like these this grass you have these grass patches and then where there's not grass there i mean it there's like these it's there's sometimes the size of a hot tub sometimes the size of a swimming pool yeah but then it it, it gets a little bit deeper and and you know how much deeper like maybe sometimes two to four feet deeper there are some parts are like a four or five feet deep okay so like a seven eight okay. but you can see the potholes they they are little empty you know there are little holes underneath those you know okay, underneath yeah. those and those the snappers or or tarpon like to be around over there because there are like lots of food a shrimp sardine minnows Especially around with all that over grass there. yes you know so Absolutely. it's this huge expansive area that is very uneven bottom and and um and the it is incredible to to sit out there on the flat yeah and or on the potholes and um when there's no wind oh. and you just see these tarpon rolling and then you see Beautiful. wake being pushed and you're like i think those are jacks coming yeah and then, and then you see <laughs> a, more tarpon and and uh so you're casting to you know these spots where they're kind of just hanging out and patrolling a little 
this little deep, deep area, area and then you're kind of fishing the edges of it and trying to you know put a fly in front of them um so what what's a typical size tarpon that you find in the potholes area is it and is it different than what you find around the mangroves yeah totally mostly the potholes you can find from two pounds to 20 25 pounds in that average you can find the tarpons over there but in the mangrove you can find the singer ones you know the bigger ones they move they, they patrolling all around over there like a uh, 30 pounders okay sometimes sometimes few times you know we are finding some 50 60 pounders wow. around in little the mangrove but <laughs> very rare but sometimes we can find those now off the in the deeper water um off the beach you find bigger fish out there, right? Yes. Like, I mean, and it's deeper water, so you can't pull it. You have to use a paddle to, to kind of chase after these fish. And I saw those fish um, the first day. There, there were multiple schools. We must have seen 15 schools of them. How big, were, how big are the fish out there on average, and is, does that change seasonally? The big ones. Yeah. The ocean side, we can find those from 50-pounder to... 180, 200 pounds sometimes. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So big scary ones. big. Yeah, scary big. <laughs> yeah, scary so, big. So the client hooks one of those and you sit down and eat a sandwich. Yeah, I say, okay, you have your time. Tell your time. You yeah. can do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope you just hope the fish pulls you yeah. back towards Hobosh. Um, wow. So the, so the really big ones. So those are migratory fish. Migratory fish. Late spring, early summer. More than May to September, but we have some resident tarpons over there that they live in year round. But we just we need a calm days, very good weather, yeah. to go to check those, you know, to fish yeah. for those. So we were there, so March, and um, and how big were those fish that we? I mean, I didn't hook any of them, so I didn't really get to really see. It, but it looked to me like they were like kind of like twenty to forty pounds, yeah. maybe a little bit bigger than that. They were, yeah, they're like twenty pounders, twenty. Yeah. Okay. Well. They oh, that you fish in the oh in the ocean yeah, side. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are the twenty to forty, fifty, and some sixty some pounders 60s. over there. Okay. Maybe yeah, the that, bigger ones hang below yeah. the other those ones. Those are the the juveniles that they they are coming out from. They're coming from the lagoon yeah. to the ocean side. Okay. Yes. And so, do, are they just doing that because they they're getting bigger and need to yes. eat more food? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. It's so I have two kids that are in middle school, <laughs> 14 and 12, and the amount of food that they consume compared to just like a year ago. Absolutely. They're growing. They are growing. I'm, they are like, growing. I'm like, man, my grocery bill is going through the roof. It's like it's like they must be like a 40 pound juvenile tarpon. Absolutely. They, they more food. <laughs> Absolutely. So um the other thing I saw this year too was uh that I hadn't seen before, and maybe just because I hadn't noticed it. I saw a lot of turtles. Like no, over there in Holbosch is one of the main main areas for turtles over there. For uh, hogbills, turtles, green turtles, yeah. white turtles around over there. So many. Most they start spawning from March to June. Okay. Yeah. Are they, they coming in? They for, come to, to lay the, eggs. Yes, to like eggs over there in the ocean. Okay. In the, you know, on the beach. Yeah. But now we are seeing and start arriving lots of triple tails too. Remember, you saw yeah. triple tails over there. Okay, um, I've never caught a triple tail, and so I need to put that on the list of one of the fish yep. I, I need to go after. There was another fish that we saw on the flats one day. So we, um, it was really cool because we saw a school of bonefish. The next day we went back, and I was with Doug from um, from the shop, and each of us caught a bonefish, which 
Um, you know, in a lot of other places that wouldn't be that special, but in Hobosh with them recovering, that's a, it's kind of a rare fish for yeah, that rare. area. But there was another fish on the flat that I'm trying to remember what it was. I, I remember. Well, what, what, ladyfish. No, yeah. Well, we saw a bunch of ladyfish, but there was another fish that I fished for and I never hooked it. And I'm trying to remember what it was. Perch? And they're, they're pretty good size. Maybe, ha maybe they're striped, a little bit bigger. Yeah, striped. Ah, sheep's head. The sheep's, sheep's head, head. yeah. They're, I haven't. They're, I, they're, there are lots of sheep's heads over there tailing. It's so cool because they're tailing like bonefish and you say, oh, it's a bonefish. You go close yeah. to them and you see this cool, like uh, 20 of those together, you know, tailing. Yeah. That's so cool to yeah, see. Yeah, we those. saw like three or four fish yeah. and I, you know, I, you know, the guy, uh, Valentin, who's, the, I love him. He's the greatest. Um, he, he's like, oh, no, no, it's just sheep's sheep. I'm like, well, I haven't caught one. <laughs> Let me chance the good one. Let's just get one. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, um, you know, I kind of feel bad for him because, like, you know, we Say saw, that. like, all these uh, milkfish. Milkfish? No. No, ladyfish. ladyfish. We saw all these ladyfish, and we're like, hey, let's catch a couple of those. And he's like, okay. And so I think for the week, we were we were those clients that wanted to catch all the stuff that he was probably not interested in catching at all. Like, <laughs> you know, we're out permit fishing. We put lots of effort into going very far in the boat to these to the permit grounds. And what do I want to catch when I get there? A box fish. A box fish, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this huge box fish. Huge one. I wanted to keep that thing so bad, but then he kind of talked us out of it. I don't See. think he wanted it in the cooler. No. We <laughs> so, release. But yeah, those are those are pretty wild. Yeah. Um, I've only eaten. I've, that was the second one I've caught. I ate the first one. And it was in Cuba, and the in guide uh, uh, cleaned it, and he used the machete and had yeah, to like hack off the fins and then like like crack open, the thing yeah. open. I was like, man. It, it was so weird. That's I, a weird fish. I ate. I ate. A, I remember like the, like a dream, you know. I ate those when I was a kid. Yeah. But I don't eat those for I don't know for forty five. Yeah, I mean, I'm for a while. Yeah, for a while. Oh, so you're a little years, sad so. I didn't bring one back. Yeah, not bring one. <laughs> <laughs> you release it now, you know. <laughs> yeah, they're they're pretty delicious, but um, yeah, it's like you you peel the tail off. And the skin comes off and everything, and then it's like you have a tail, and it looks like it's attached to like three chicken breasts. Yeah, that's what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, that looks like that one. That's true. It's, it's pretty wild. So, um, so tarpon fishing. When people go down there to Hobosh, um, a lot of times for juvenile tarpon, people will bring a ten weight. Normally, but, but down there, what is what is really the best setup if people want to fish in the ocean for the bigger fish and for around the mangroves and potholes for the smaller fish? For big fish, I, I, I prefer number twelve. Number twelve with a sink tip because we fish for big tarpon in twenty twenty feet deep water, so we need the, the sink tip because the tarpon over there, they normally they're rolling and they go like a two three feet down, you know. Normally we use the sink tip for big tarpon, and um, for like baby a, like a 500 grain sink for, tip. For 400, 400, 450 grams. Okay. That, 450. That, yeah. Four okay. Or four, or four. On an 11 or 12. 11. Yeah, 11, okay. 11 is okay, okay, but I prefer the 12. You know, feel pressure. With it. Yeah, yeah, be able to pull yeah, out. Yeah, pull out that one. And a little bit bigger flies. Yeah, like like a uh, like a four or five inches flies, you know. You know, big flies, big fish. Yeah, you know? we were using a black and purple. Yeah. Is that pretty standard? Yeah, the black and purple. What the size purple. hook on those? Uh, no, lots of people they bring in uh, like a four at, three at, but I like big hooks. 
The true, I like big hooks. I like five odd, six odd oh, hooks. Oh, really? For big tarpon. Yes. Okay. I love it. I love it. Well, big hook, big fish. Yeah, that some people say, okay, with the number two, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. a big mouth like this, you know? You need a big right. hook, you well, know? Well, that's very, so, okay, so that's very different than fishing in the, around the mangroves. Yeah, and absolutely. The and so what do you, what's ideal for that situation? For baby tarpon, we use a number, number for, number fly rod number nine okay. or number 10 why because some days are a little windy you know okay and you can better with those but you can do it with number eight too really but if it's if, if a little windy it's tough to cut with the number eight you know yeah so but a number eight with a floating line sorry number nine number 10 with the floating line that's the right the right equipment for, for yeah. babies um you will use for permit you have chance okay we can we can recap one one rod for permit you know yeah just in case just in case um but i love well gamma cats or sc15 one art yeah the sc15 one art so it, it because of the, the water so shallow you don't yes. want the hook to be too heavy to yes. sink the fly into the weeds because sometimes you're pausing and you want that fly to be just kind of slowly no. sinking so it's not ah. in the in the mud as the fish gets closer and then you strip it away yeah. from the fish Absolutely, I love those hooks. You know, some sometimes we have some problem with those hooks. You know, because the client they set it so hard. You know, <laughs> they they bend a little bit. You know, but yeah. I love those hooks. Well, you bring extras then. Yeah, <laughs> but I like I like number I, I like the two a two. Okay, but I prefer the one a. It's better. So with juvenile tarpon, hearing that an eight weight can be good for that or even just a nine i think some people would be surprised by that but i i'm not surprised hearing that after i saw the size of flies that you yeah. guys prefer to fish i open my box up and the guides look at all the flies and like oh too big too big too big too, <laughs> too, big, big, too big so uh some of those flies you guys are throwing are very small and sparse and um so is that just because you want something that that is light for the splash yes. so it doesn't spook the fish because the water is very clear yes absolutely okay that's true um and then so for if people wanted to tie some of their own flies uh what would be some different tying techniques that you would recommend as far as like size and profile and just kind of the things that they should incorporate or some, maybe some of the common material you guys love to tie flies yeah we love um, to tie flies and so some of the materials that are helpful for those flies I love the to tie some fly with a crafter shrimp, crafter four. The crafter, yeah, the that's craft the, the, the what we fished. Had I that, love yeah. the crafter with a with a spinning deer hair, you yeah, know? because they they make a little float, little big. When you cast, they can land very soft over there. Yeah, I like that kind of the, the stuff, you know. Okay, yeah, so flies. spinning deer hair, do like you, a like two and a half. Or, what colors? I like tan. Tan. Sage, you know, okay. sometimes some greens. Chartreuse working very well too. I think, I'm trying to remember, I think we actually hooked a couple fish on chartreuse. Yeah. I think it, they were snook. Yeah, snook love those. Char Normally, when I go uh, to fish in the pad holes, you can find baby turpin on snook. Okay. Sometimes it trout, jacks, but normally I use a fly who likes the snooks and it's good for the snook and for turpin too. Okay. Yeah. So that happens to us here when we were fishing Puget Sound. There's flies that cutthroat will eat, and there's flies that coho salmon will eat, and then there's flies that both of them will eat. And yeah. it's like, there's a lot of times in August and September when those big coho are coming back, yeah. I choose a fly that 
I'm like, well, they'll both eat this fly. Like, why not? Why not double our chances? You know, and or at least open up the opportunity to maybe get into a, a different species uh, on the fly. Today we were fishing out in Puget Sound, yeah. and you were using a small little white gurgler, and you said that you even use gurglers uh, around Hobosh as well. So, what what's the kind of the technique, or what are the conditions that you're looking for when you're trying to fish a gurgler? Normally, we don't fish for, with gurglers, but I love to have to have at least six or six, six or seven gurglers you yeah. know, in my fly bags. Why? Because sometimes we arrive, you know, very early in the morning and the tarpon they are feeding. When they are feeding, I love to fish those with gurglers because you can see how they come and they explode to take the, the gurglers, you know, in the surface. Like a dry fly, you know? Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. That's the reason I use the gurglers. Or when you are fishing for a snook in very shallow water because I love to see when they you know, they jump to take the fly. Wow. So so for those tarpon, when you're fishing a gurgler, what's the, I mean, the retrieve today that we were doing in Puget Sound was a long, steady retrieve. For the tarpon, are you kind of giving a little bit more yeah. of a... Could be. Could be a slow and strip retrieve, but sometimes it's short and fast too. Okay, short and fast. Once they see it, see and they it, start yeah. coming close, then you a little bit faster, yeah. a little twitchy. And, but you, you, know. need, you, just, you need to, to see how they are feeding too. Because sometimes they're feeding very slow, you know. Okay. Very, very lazy guys, you know. Like you need to keep very slow. I might be a tarpon. <laughs> you are lazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you keep uh, slow and steady. Yeah. Slow and steady. But you see, they start swimming fast, accelerate. Yeah, you know, yeah. you keep short and fast. Yeah, and then when they eat it, yeah, set hook is the same. The same. Don't move the rod. Don't move the. Don't trouse it. Don't trouse it. Don't trouse it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next year when we come down there. I'm going to make t-shirts for our trip and it's going to say somewhere on there. It's going to say don't trout set. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, that's, um, you know, when you've done this, you know, Uh, the guy say, yeah, pretty good cut, but very horrible trout set. (laughs) (laughs) It's too funny. Yeah. I, I would love to take some of your guides, uh, actually trout fishing, just to see what they would do, because I think they'd probably murder the trout, like just on the hook set, right? Yeah. <laughs> like trout comes up and eats a dry fly and yeah. then gets its jaw dislocated as <laughs> one of the guys just really gives it to him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's normal, it's a reaction because the whole life they're fishing for trout, you know? Yeah. It's a sting, you know, when you they bite those. Yeah. <laughs> one day I was, I was guiding a guy, you know? He cast a stripping, said, set it! And he do the trout set. <laughs> couple times say no no don't trouse it please but we can do it next time so but i was thinking to myself okay what can i do for this guy don't do the trouse it and i thought okay i would put my hands here he won't be doing the trouse it you know <laughs> well, he can't lift the rod up yeah he, lift, he <laughs> gonna lift the rod you know yeah. so i saw say cast you see it okay he cast started stripping and stripping okay i saw the tarpon uh, swallow the fly and said said it but i Immediately, I, I I put my my hands right over there in the top, but he don't leave the rod. But he do this in the other side. <laughs> so ah, my gosh! He still was able to find a way. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's pretty funny. So I so I I rem- I've had this experience where you try to you try to strip set, but you don't feel the fish yet. Yeah. So then you move the rod right. and try to get tight to the fish, but it's better to to just come back and come strip. back and strip and then uh i've heard different uh theories on like the 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 set on tarpon and some people will kind of 
set a couple times. And then other people talk about just pulling hard and holding hard. Yeah. Um, what do you do and what do you prefer? I prefer uh, set it with a lot, you know, set it multiple times. Multiple times. Okay. Just to I get prefer that. it. Yeah. Okay. I prefer. So I saw some guys just set it and later set it with a rod, you know. I do that too. A little but bit. But did it be. But normally, normally I do set it. Yeah. And when I strip it, I strip it and slow and steady. Maybe from here, like we be like uh, one foot and a half, you know, just like this. Yeah. And come back again immediately because some people strip slow, but very behind you yeah and the tarpon bite and they was to you to try to any, say no yeah yeah okay so part so part of it is just the line control yes controlling the line so you actually have length to be able yes. to pull and actually get tied to it um right well it's so and it's kind of like with permit fishing absolutely you're not trying to like punch nope. the hook you're just trying to pull tight Poor to the tight. fish yes and then make sure that line clears and Clear. doesn't get hung up uh, on absolutely stuff. Okay, so permit fishing, um, I mean, you had a milestone in <laughs> landed permit not too long ago. What was the milestone? I was lucky, you know, I was lucky, f uh, a permit fisherman, you know. Yeah. My guys are, are very good guys, and all the guys are fishing in, our, um, you know, in any place. Yeah. They are very good, and they put me the fish, and... And they're hungry, just yeah. Just we do the yeah, but the you, love the, you love the fish for permit. You've landed over 200 permit now, right? Uh, Is that the number? No, how many permit have you landed? <laughs> 424. 424. I was yes. off by a lot. <laughs> 424 is a lot, especially that's a lot more than I have caught because <laughs> I've caught five. <laughs> yeah, 424. That's amazing. So, um, so how old were you when you caught your first permit? On the fly. On the fly, I was 19 years old. 19. Yeah. And wh where was that? In Holbosch? That was in Holbosch. Yeah, in Holbosch, in the old years, just right on, right on the beach, you can find permits, like not too big, you know, like a six, eight, 10 pounds, pampanos around too. You mix it with those schools, you know. Right there on the sand. Right on the sand. Just sometimes I say to my wife, okay, what can I have for lunch? Uh, I say, I don't know. And I ask, and I, t I told her, why don't you go up to the beach and we can catch some some pampanos because the permit and pampanos they are mixed together. Yeah. So we went to the beach with my fly rod. You know, I I rem I can't forget because I was using a a bonefish bitter fly. Yeah, the bitter. The yeah. bitter. Yeah. So, took couple bonefish. Sorry, couple permits oh. like this size. Yeah. And I release it. Okay, cast couple pampanos. Okay, this is for dinner. Dinner. This yeah. Is for dinner. Yeah. We hook. Four, five, six. I say my wife says, "That's enough." Okay, okay, we go back. Yeah, just right there off the beach, and now, yeah. now the beach is just filled with tourists. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I remember that time. I never count those fish. So like at, I think like uh, twenty-five years ago. Yeah, twenty-five years ago, we were in Extension Bay with my fishing club, my friend with my fishing clubs. You know, my friend Nasim. He was asking me. We need to start to count our permits now. Yeah. To know how many we can have. So that was like a 25 or 28 years ago. Wow. We started to count it until count. He has like a, my friend Nazin, he landed at least like a 200. My friend, my my bro, Mike Doss. Yeah. He has like, a, I don't know, like a 240, 250. Jeez. My friend, my word, other friend I have that he, we, we are 
crazy fishermen, yeah. you know, for permit. You know, we are some... I understand. Yeah, we can yeah. spend a little from 6 a.m. And I know it's dark, but 6 a.m. until 6 p.m. just in the wild chasing those yeah. black tail devils, you know? <laughs> my friend, my work, they have like a, I don't know, like a 400 too. Oh, my gosh. And I don't know the people, they, they are... They have a lot of permits too. Really and so, and, and you've done several different tournaments too with yeah, these some, same with these guys. Yes, I saw okay. some with those guys too. Yeah, they are, they are very good friends. I'm yeah, very great fishermen. Yeah, very good. Yeah, well, it seems like you have a lot of great friends. Yeah, and seems like all of them are really good fishermen <laughs> too. <laughs> well, yeah, um, even Pat's a pretty good yeah, fisherman. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Pat have Patito have like a, I don't know like 35 permits landed. Yeah, I remember good. when the first time you can't in... do that by accident. No, no, <laughs> no. no I, the last permit that he landed was like uh, last year, I think so. Wow. We, were, we were fishing that day. I remember. I can't forget that day. It was a windy day. At least it was like a 19 knots blow wind blowing. Yeah. And I saw a school like a five or six. Pat, you see 11 o'clock. He got like a 20 feet. Permit start follow the fly. He was the permit follow the fly, but never took it. Like a 10 feet, okay, spook. Like, but what happened? <laughs> you, don't you see those? Yeah, but those are 10. It's a school of five or six or 10 uh, permit. I need a school like a 20 or 25 permit for catch one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, I told him that would be in your dreams. So I start pulling again. So we saw a little, a little, a little bay over there. So I pulled that one. It was a flat because we have the, the, the cover by the wind by the, some some mangrove, you know? Yeah. And I saw a school like a that, that was like a 20 or 25 permit. I said, Pat, you see that nine o'clock, 40 feet, 50 feet. He cast and he hooked one yeah. and land. And I say, I told you, I need a school like a 20 or 25 for landing <laughs> one. Unbelievable. He had like a 35 landing in, in all his work. Yeah. Life. I get nervous when I see a school of permit when there's too many of them because I just think that there's that's way too many eyeballs that are going to be looking at what's wrong with my fly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 so exciting when I'm fishing too. You know, some friends, one day I'm fishing with a friend who passed away, you know, my good friend uh, Ataulfo. Um, we were fishing for tarpon in a tournament. And I hook a nice one. And I would say like a 25 pounder, you know, we, we fish for juvenile tarpon. And I was, and I, I'm shaking. And he told me, simply, I can't believe it. You're fishing for 20, 25 years, and you start shaking when you are fishing. Say, oh, wait, 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 wait. The day I don't feel that, yeah. I quit. <laughs> Because you cannot stop, you know? You, you, you love that. That's your passion. Well, you and I were both shaking this morning <laughs> when we were fishing. Uh, uh, yeah, that was cold. <laughs> <laughs> It's because it was 37 degrees. Yeah, we absolutely. on the sound. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm looking forward to catching more permit and tarpon with you in Hobosh. We're planning on coming back next year. If you'd like to join us on a trip, check out the information on our website. Uh, we'll have all the information on there for uh, the dates and all that good stuff. And you can come down fish with Sam, please crew. All of his guides are trained by him and are really, really wonderful people. Excellent guides. And uh, it's just a really cool uh, place to hang out and catch some really cool fish. And I'm looking forward to actually maybe getting you out on the water for our third third times a, a charm <laughs> yeah. and actually seeing if we can get into a fish. <laughs> yeah. Not fishing, not catching, that's, yeah, that's but we enjoy fishing. it. We enjoy it. Yeah, awesome. Well, hey, thanks for joining us for this episode of the Gig Harbor Fly Cast, and hopefully we'll see you on a trip in the future.
Thanks for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Sanfilly. Make sure you check out our website for information about our next upcoming Hobosh trip, as well as Fly of the Month and that upcoming double haul class we have coming just for you. Thanks.